God. Amen. Amen. Take your Bibles. Turn with me tonight to the book of Romans, the 12th chapter. We started this journey several weeks ago. Uh, we had to miss at least one Wednesday that I know of, and I'm almost thinking we might have missed two on this journey due to weather. Um, but we are going to finish up our journey that we have been on uh, tonight, as this is the sixth week that we have been in this setting. And I've talked to you about the actions of hope. And we started out, if you will remember uh, all of those weeks back, we started out in Romans chapter number 8. And we kind of went through verses 18 down through the end of that great chapter there in the book of Romans. And we talked about out of that, we pulled out of that uh, some things that lead us to hope and to cause us to be people of hope. And we talked a little bit about the church and that we are the promised church and that we are the poured upon church, the church of Pentecost. And we are then the pursuing church. And so then out of that concept, we moved to Romans chapter 12, and we talked about what a pursuing church and a pursuing people in pursuit of God should look like, and the actions that we should be involved in. And so we have spent the remainder of our time together talking about being those pursuing people, that pursuing church that takes actions of hope because God has given us a promise. And so we have combined these two chapters together, and out of that we have developed this. And I, I shared with you that the way I began to see this in my heart and in my spirit was that we can develop out of these scriptures, that we can develop principles about the walk and life of victory over and freedom in the flesh. Because if we will be people of hope, how many of you know people of hope are people of victory? If our hope is in the Lord, if our hope is in Christ, we are not defeated. We are not dejected. We are not disappointed. We are not discouraged. We are not distraught. We are not distressed. But we are people of hope. Amen. And therefore, we should take actions befitting the hope that we live by. And so we have spent then a number of weeks just developing that out. Um, and, and we've talked about it. And I'm just going to hit a few of the things real quickly, and then we're getting in and finishing this. But we talked about that, that people of hope, that pursuing people, that people that live by hope, that they wait expectantly and long earnestly uh, for what the Lord is going to do. That we wait with patience and with composure. And we found these scriptures in Romans chapter number 8. And then we are to be assured and to know that we are designed on purpose by God. Romans 8 talks to us about that. We are determined by God. We are ordained by God. And so we shared that. And then you might remember we really finished that week talking about we must be persuaded beyond doubt. Amen. People of hope pursuing God should be persuaded beyond any doubt that he's on the throne and that all things are going to work out because God has made a plan for us. Amen. And so we hit that. And then we moved to Romans 12. And we talked about that pursuing church and that we must make our dedication decisive. 
So if we're going to be dedicated to Christ, dedicated in this walk with him, if we're going to say we give him our life, we make him our savior, then our dedication needs to be decisive. That leaves no room for wavering, no room for going back. We have to die to the old life, the flesh, the old man, and we come alive in Christ and we make our dedication decisive. And then we learn that we also then need to learn how to rate our own ability. Y'all remember us talking about that. We talked about rating our own ability, seeing ourselves in Christ, that measure of faith that Romans chapter 12 talks about that was given to us by God. So we rate ourselves by that measure of faith he has given to us in him. Our life is in him. And so we don't think more highly of ourselves than we ought, but we think highly of him and we rate our ability by what he has given to us because he never shortchanges anyone. He always gives us more than enough. He always gives us everything we need to accomplish his purposes. And we talked about Moses and Elijah and Peter as we talked about that. And then we talked about using our gifts. If we are people of hope, then the actions of hope we are to take in pursuit of Christ is we are to use our gifts. Romans 12, he talks about it. He said, all have been given gifts. We, we all have gifts and are differing gifts. And so we use them in proportion, right, to what God has given to us. So we use our gifts. We hold fast to good things. Amen. And then we burn with zeal. Uh, we talked about the fact that we have physical hope, so we use our gifts that God has given us. We have emotional hope, so we hold to what is good and reject what is evil, and that keeps us our mind right. It keeps us emotionally in check. It keeps our, our mind in the right place. We think on the right things. And then we have spiritual hope, so we burn with zeal. We are aglow for God with zeal. Verse number 11 of Romans 12 tells us, not lagging in diligence, fervent in the spirit, in spirit serving the Lord. Amen. So people of hope should be people that are burning with zeal, that are very zealous. And then we, we understood and we finished off as where we're picking up tonight at verse 12, where he, we talk about the mindset of hope. And we're going to stop right here, start right there, and we're going to quickly push through to the end of this. Romans 12, verse 12. Here's the scripture that we will start with. He says, rejoicing in hope. Somebody say rejoicing in hope. So rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, and continuing steadfastly in prayer. So we, we, are, we are to have a mindset of hope. This is the mindset now that we are going to now shift our focus towards and begin to live with for the remainder of this chapter tonight as we talk about this. And that is the mindset of hope. We are to rejoice and exult in that hope of who Christ is. Hope is only found for us in who he is and what he has accomplished. That's the foundation of our hope. Now, you need to hear this, and you need to catch this. The foundation of your hope has nothing to do with your current circumstances. 
The foundation of your hope has nothing to do with your past experiences. The foundation of your hope has nothing to do with what is coming tomorrow in your future. You got to get this in your mind. The foundation of hope that you live by is who Christ is and what he has accomplished. Amen. We got to settle our minds there. Our mind has to be set. That's how you rejoice in hope. Because no matter what's going on around me, my hope is set because of who Christ is, my Savior. My Messiah, the Son of the living God, the one who gave his life that I might have eternal life, and what he accomplished was he shed his blood to pay the price for the sins of mankind, which included mine. He made me fit for heaven in Christ when I accept him as my Savior. He, he has washed away the penalty of my sin, amen, and he has enabled me to live through him for the remainder of my days on this earth. Therefore, I can rejoice in that hope. Hope is not built or based on what's going on in the moments that we are living in. Never forget that. If you lose sight of that, you will be swayed by circumstances. And a, a believer in Christ should never be hopeless. Can somebody say Amen. And we are to be steadfast. We are to be patient in tribulations. We are to hold on. See, that's going to make you strong. Because then when hard times come, you've got the right foundation. I believe Jesus teaches about that, doesn't he? When he says, you know, you got to build, you got to check your foundation. Because if you build a house on sand and the rain comes, it's going to wash out the foundation and the house is going to fall. But if you build your house upon a rock, a solid foundation, the rains can come, the wind can blow, the water can rise, but the house is going to stand strong. Amen. Hope is based, that house has hope it can stand and withstand because of the rock that it's built upon. Amen. So this is where our hope comes from. So get this mindset of hope, and that'll cause you to rejoice at all times. It'll cause you to be steadfast, to be patient in tribulations, and it'll cause you to be constant in prayer. Because if you're going to keep the right mindset, you're going to have to constantly and consistently be communicating with the one who is your foundation. Amen. Go back to that house. The only way that house stands that's built upon the rock is it stays in connection to the rock. Because if it ever comes off of the foundation of the rock it was built upon, it can't stand. Are y'all are y'all out there tonight? I know it's Wednesday night, but are y'all are y'all out there? You know, sometimes I'll tell y'all at least yawn and let me know you're alive. Sometimes, you know, that that if we come off of the rock, so it's the same way with our minds. If we with the mindset of hope, if we detach from communicating with Christ, we will find ourselves losing hope. 
Because the, at the time you stop communicating with Christ through prayer and through worship and through meditation upon his word and reading his word, in the moment you quit doing that consistently, those are the moments that the ideas of the enemy and the ideas of flesh and the ideas of others begin to creep in and get bigger and they attack your hope. Amen? What's the old song say? My hope is built on nothing less than what? Than Jesus Christ and his what? Righteousness. It's built upon him. Amen. And so we stay connected to him. So be constant in prayer. This gives us a mindset of hope. Okay. Now, we haven't went the route so much. I, I finished last time we were together talking a little bit about it. I'm not going to go back there because I don't want that to be our focus. But then the, also a believer has hope that the Lord's coming. Now, here's what we have to be careful of as believers. We have to be careful that we never allow the hope of his return and the hope of his coming to become some sort of escape mechanism. That we bury our heads and, and we just think, oh, I'm, I'm just holding on till Jesus comes. And, and I'm going to make it out of here because Jesus is coming. That, while that's true, that cannot be the basis of our hope here. That is eternity that we are going to live in. But while we are here, we are to be people of hope. Amen. And so we look up. We are in the world, but we are not of it. Amen. And while we are in the world, we are people of hope. Amen. So I just, I just want to catch you with that. I wanted to start this off tonight talking about this mindset of hope. Now, let's, let's, let's press forward a little bit and let's begin to look. And let me say this. I, I want to make this statement to you tonight because this statement came to me in study in my mind and I wrote it down. And here is the statement. Christ followers must fight the urge to be responsive rather than representative. Hear this. Christ followers must fight the urge to be responsive rather than representative. What, what does that mean, Pastor? Well, we have to fight the urge to not be so responsive to everything that happens, to immediately try to respond in a responsive measure to everything that's happening. We need to be representatives of Christ. Sometimes the best response that we can give people in our life and in this world is just to represent Christ. Amen. Sometimes that's the best response you can have. Because sometimes, I, I, this probably doesn't happen to you, but it happens to me every now and then. Sometimes my responses all go through the filter of my own mind. That probably doesn't happen to y'all. But I have discovered that I am not always right. There has been a rare occasion that my wife has pointed out that I wasn't right. And my responses are filtered through my mind, my understanding that, that come on, are y'all, are y'all with me? We respond out of that and that's out of, but if we will stick with consistently checking to make sure we are being representatives of Christ, then we can say and believe and show him rather than us. 
And that's what we're about to get into tonight. We're going to begin now to talk about people of hope, the actions of hope that the pursuing people, pursuing God, are, are going to exhibit, are, are going to be people that are, they're going to be actions that cause you to be a representative of Christ to your world. Now, let's, let's look at this, okay? Verse 13, distributing to the needs of the saints given to hospitality. Verse 14, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Verse 15, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. I begin to look at that and I begin to study that and I begin to think about this, those three verses through the mindset of, okay, Lord, teach me to be a representative of Christ with my actions. Be a person of hope that my actions are representative of Christ. They don't, they're not filtered through my mind. They're not filtered through my ego. They're not filtered through my psyche. Help me to be a representative of Christ in my world to the best of my ability. Now, how many of you know we're not going to perfect that here because we are not perfect? But we are to practice it. Amen. And we are to do our best at all times and ask the Lord to help us. So what, what does this say? This shows us how we can be hopeful people to others. Hopeful people are helpful people. Amen. Right? Hopeless people are not helpful people. Right? Now, if you, if, you know, misery loves company... So the sad reality is sometimes in our little frail humanity, we want just somebody to commiserate with us. And, and, you know, and usually we know who to turn to when we want that. The hopeless people. Because, <laughs> boy, they'll be right there with you. Amen. I'll be honest with you. I don't, when I'm, when I'm struggling with something, I don't want the hopeless people. That, that just, you know, just going to whine with me. My wife is not a hopeless person. When I whine to my wife about something, she gives me a wake-up call. She does not let me whine for very long at all. Right? Every now and then, just because she loves me, she lets me whine, I guess. But it's not for very long. Hopeful people are helpful people. Never forget that. If you'll be a person of hope, you'll be helpful. If you lose hope of life now, I'm not talking about eternity. If you lose hope of life now, how many know we should be people that have hope of life now? Jesus said, I came to give them life, latter part of John 10, 10. I came to give life and that life more abundantly. Do you know he's not just talking about eternity? He's talking about right now on this earth. We are to have life. We have hope of life in Christ. Therefore, if we'll let our mindset of hope take hold of us, we'll be people that pursue God with the actions of hope. We will be helpful. And, and what does he say? He begins to tell us ways that we can be helpful to others if we're hopeful. And if we are hopeful, then what we can do is we can pursue the practice of hospitality. Amen. If we are hopeful, because if there's no hope, you're not going to try to help others. 
distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality, is what the scripture says. The New Living Translation will, will say it this way, when God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. But hopeless people don't do that. Why would they? Hopeful people are helpful people. And so what do helpful people do that have hope in Christ? They pursue the practice of hospitality. They pursue hospitality. Do you know in the scripture, in the New Testament, it talks constantly. Paul writes to the church at Corinth, and he writes to them about their hospitality, the fact that they desire to give and they want to give. He talks about the Macedonian churches and how much they had a desire to give to those that were in need. The church, as it begins to grow and move away from Jerusalem, they would gather up uh, needs to bring to the church of Jerusalem that was facing such persecution and try in the most dark times there were still hopeful people that found ways to be helpful oh amen you need to look at someone and say he just said a mouthful right there because all of a sudden that just got real that just came into the world that we're living in today. In the darkest of times, hopeful people will find ways to be helpful. Come on, church. Where is the church that has hope of life in Jesus Christ that will help? Thank God we've got a church and we've got people that have a heart to help. Amen. But we need to keep that. We got to keep our mind right because we got to pursue the practice of hospitality. It doesn't just happen. You distribute to the needs of the saints. You're given to hospitality. You're, you're given to it. That means you're pursuing it. That's what it means. Pursuing this helpfulness. And so our mind has to stay right in order to do that. And then verse 14, bless those who persecute you. Amen. Do you know you can't do that if you're hopeless? But if you are a person of hope in the Lord, if your faith is in Christ and, and you are trusting him with your life, then you can, you can with others be hopeful even if they treat you wrong. Just bless them. You know the old southern saying when somebody does something stupid, you know, and they'll just say, well, bless their heart. Amen. I'm not sure that's exactly the meaning here in the scripture, but, but you know, it, it, it probably works uh, a, a little bit every now and then. But re we need to bless those who, who persecute us. We still are representatives of Christ even to those who, that want to do harm to us. Now we're not punching bags. The Lord doesn't teach that. The Lord doesn't, the word doesn't teach us that we have just laid down and be walked over like doormats or anything like that. But what it does teach, it teaches us that we are to be representatives of Christ at all times. Christ was meek and lowly, but he also turned over tables and, and told them exactly what they were when they needed to hear it, those whitewashed tombs and, and all of those kind of things. And so, so it doesn't mean that you just sit back and you just let everybody know what it means is you bless them, you pray for them, you remain hopeful, you never let what someone tries to do to you take your hope of life in Christ. 
And the best way you can do that is to be a person of hope and, and just pray blessing over them. Right? You just pray blessing. People that are people. And, and now this almost has the connotation even within the body. Even within believers right now, it almost has that connotation that, that, that you know, there'll be people in the, in the kingdom of God that claim to be part of the kingdom of God that'll treat you wrong. Take advantage of you. Hurt you. Right? But this is why we can't hold on to grudges and we can't hold on to hatred and we can't hold on. We have to let that go and we just have to bless them and we have to say, Lord, help me to remain hopeful so I can be helpful at every opportunity because I'm pursuing you. I'm a representative of Christ. Amen. So we, we got to understand Jesus portrayed that. Stephen while they were stoning him, the Bible says he lifted up his eyes and he looked and he said, don't lay that to their account and just went to sleep. He followed in Christ's uh, example. He became a representative of, of Christ to his world. Paul did that. Every city he went to, they beat him or threw him in jail or drug him out and stoned him, did something to him, but he just blessed him and went on. He shared the word of God. He spoke the truth in love. He, he, he did not settle for retaliation. Come on, come on somebody. If we're going to be people of hope and we're going to take the actions of hope of people that represent Christ, represent Christ, we cannot be retaliatory people we have to be redemptive people. Amen. Well, the early church exhibits that as they're being tortured by Rome. Missionaries exhibit that when they go into other cultures and are mistreated and, and, and some give their lives. At my mind, I, I can see the story, but I can't come up with the names of the missionary that went over and gave their lives, but later the family goes back and wins them to the Lord, the very ones that killed the family member. I believe it was their father. We, but, but they're exhibited. They're, they've determined they're going to be a representative of Christ and redemption rather than retaliating out of hopelessness. Because hopeless people retaliate. Hopeful people are redemptive. Amen. Well, and then he says in verse 15, the first part, rejoice with those who rejoice. Right? Hopeful people aren't envious, aren't jealous. Amen? Well, why did they get that and I didn't get that? Hopeful people don't do that. People pursuing Christ, being a representative of Christ, will rejoice with people that are blessed. Amen. I'm, I'm thankful God blesses people. Amen. When you're blessed, let me tell you who's going to be most excited for you. I'll be one of the most excited people in the world for you. Whether I have it or not, whether I ever have it or not, I'm going to be, I'm going to be excited because we're one and God's blessing you for a purpose. And so we rejoice when people rejoice. There's no envy or jealousy in the kingdom. And we also need to learn how to weep with those who weep. Show compassion. Love one another. Be together in difficult times and in celebratory times. Don't turn away just because someone's going through a dark moment. Amen? 
See, that's how you deal with others from a mindset of hope, with actions of hope. That's how you reach out to others. And then verses 16 and 17, and I'm pressing on because my time's quickly running short, but verse 16 and 17, he says, be of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your mind, listen, be of the same mind towards one another. You almost could connect that back to where we've just been. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have, have regard for good things in the sight of all men. So I want you to notice the actions of hope here. The, the first one we talked about was the way we can show and represent Christ through hope and hopefulness and actions of hope to others. But now we have to be people who know how to be hopeful in our own lives. In self. Be of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your mind on high things. Learn to live in harmony. Do you know living in harmony with each other starts with you? Starts with me. It's not the other person. It starts with me. I have to make a decision that I'm going to do all in my power to live at peace and harmony. Amen? So as much as it is in our control, Hebrews 12 and 14, as much as is in you, pursue peace with all men and holiness, without which no man can see the Lord. Amen? So when, when you are, are working this out in your own life, say, Lord, help me to live in harmony and help me to readily adjust myself when necessary. Set my mind, on, don't allow my mind to be on high things. Keep me associated with the humble. Let me not be wise in my own opinion. Help me to readily adjust myself. Because I'm a person of hope. God can help me be better. He can help me do better. He can help me reach farther. He can help me live better. But I have to be readily adjusted, adjustable by his word and by his presence and by his kingdom. Amen. So I live in harmony. I make the decision to be a person of peace. I readily check myself and adjust myself. Amen. And, and then he says in verse 17, repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Take thought for things that are honest and pure and right. Focus on those, the noble things, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever those things. Think on these things. This is how you in yourself remain hopeful. You gotta be helpful to others, but you gotta keep hope alive in yourself. Amen. Because of Christ, because of who He is. So I make a decision. My decision is do you know? I'll have people from time to time, as a, as a pastor, it happens, it happens to you too. But you'll have people that get really upset with you, right? And sometimes I'll see those people maybe at Walmart or something. Amen. My wife can verify this. When that happens to me, I make sure I'm not dodging and ducking. I don't see them in the distance and turn, head down the other aisle and avoid what I went to get just because someone was on that aisle. 
Amen. Don't say amen or anything like that. Someone might think you've done that. But I will go. And I'll talk to them. Because to me, to the best of my ability, and I'm always like that. No, there's probably times that I duck and dive just like everybody else will probably. But in all my power and everything in me, and my wife will verify this, I will attempt to go. And I'll talk and I'll, I'll say hello. If I see them, I'm going to go and I'm going to talk to them. And I'm going to, you know, because I want to be at peace. That's a, that's a personal thing. It's not dependent on how they respond. Sometimes they'll respond great, and then sometimes I can tell they don't, they don't want to see me at all. So I don't sit there and have long-term conversation with them if that's the case. But I want to make sure I'm doing everything I can to be peaceful. It's a personal thing because I have hope. That God can change things. That God can rearrange situations. That God can make a way. Because every now and then, those people probably have a right to be mad at me. Amen. You may not have ever heard a pastor say that, have you? Well, you have now. But I still have an obligation to represent Christ and to be a man of hope. Amen. And so I want to readily adjust myself. And I want to keep my mind on things that are honest and proper and noble. And the last thing, verses 18 through 21 is to live at peace with hope around enemies and in the presence of evil. Watch this and we'll, we'll stop. Verse 18. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. That's a scripture I was referencing earlier. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written... Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, not, not, this is not just, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. How many know there's evil in our world? There are enemies in our world. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but with powers and principalities. But there are evil in the world. There's evil in the world. And there are people that consider themselves enemies with us. Go look over in Ukraine right now. They're in Russia considers themselves enemies. So we have to learn. How can we live as people of hope, taking the actions of hope, being helpful, being pursuing Christ when there's enemies around us and there's evil around us? Well, we can. If we'll focus on Christ, we can keep our mind in, in a proper place. We can, with everything that's in us, we can pursue peace. That doesn't mean they're going to reciprocate it, but it means we have to pursue it because we are pursuing Christ. If you will pursue Christ, you'll always pursue peace. You know why? Because he is the Prince of Peace. As much as is in your control, all you can do. And then leave the way open for God's wrath. Do you know God will repay? Again, you don't have to retaliate. Now, this is not, this is not a lesson on civic duty. <laughs> this is for believers. I'm talking to us in our walk with Lord, I'm not talking about as an American citizen or a military person or a, a police officer or something like that. I'm talking if somebody breaks in my home, I'm, you know. 
I'm not, if somebody breaks in my house, I'm not going to say, peace be upon you, my brother. Amen. If I have enough time, I might say, you better pray. Boom. <laughs> anyway. My wife's shaking her head at me, sorry. Hey, I already told you I'm not perfect, so that's just the way it is. Leave the... <laughs> At time, you got to leave the way open for God's wrath. God will repay. You don't have, you don't have to, <laughs> to retaliate. See, you, you ought to get up here and try to do this. Man, it's not easy all the time, especially when you're a frail human. Amen. But leave room for God's wrath. Let God take care of those things. Amen? Do you know there are some things you, can just, you just, you just got to let God take care of it? Do you know there's wickedness in our world? And I can't go about setting ever wrong right. I don't have that ability. I can't, I can't go set every wicked action right. And I can't try to explain why every wicked action happened. I have to just leave room for God and say, God will repay. Judgment's coming. We've lost the message of judgment in the church today. How many still believe that there's coming a day when God is going to judge his creation? Amen. It's coming. And, and we're not the judge. I'm not the judge of any human. I, I'm, I don't have that power nor that ability. Neither do I want to be. But God is. And so there are, there are sometimes we do all we can. We live as peaceable as we can. But when it comes to wickedness and it comes to evil and it comes to situations, uh, there, there are times we just have to say, God, you're in control. I'm going to leave room for your judgment to take care of that. I'm not going to try to step in your place and play your role. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in my role and I'm going to let you be God. Amen. And he says, feed, give drink even to your enemies. Just, just be helpful. Just love. And overcome evil with good. And I'm going to stop there. It's, that's where we'll end. Overcome evil with good. Do you know light always chases away darkness? Always. Not sometimes, always. Light, always. Now, light sometimes exposes worse things than the darkness uh, than you could see in the darkness. But light always overcomes darkness. Always. So overcome evil with good. Be a person of hope. Remain good even when evil's around. Know that he's with you. Know the Lord's with you. Know that he's walking with you. Know that even when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord is with you. Amen? Know that, that when you come up to someone and you see a person in need, if you have an ability, you just help. In wartime, you'll hear stories of, of, of people that were enemies on the battlefield but uh, came across those in great need and they would take their enemies to try to treat their wounds and to try to help them because it was the human thing to do. Amen. That's the way you treat enemies and the way you treat 
evil in in our world is with our enemies we we do everything we can to represent Christ and with wickedness we overcome it with good and we understand God's the judge and as much as we can we try to be people of peace amen just trying to give you just some practical things here out of Romans chapter 12 stand to your feet with me we, 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 need, we need to understand. I, I think we, we need to get a mindset of hope. We need to learn how to be hopeful to others, our body, our, our family, friends, people that we come up against, people that we're with, people that we're around. We need to know how to be representatives of Christ to them. We need to know how to have hope in our own lives and to keep Christ at the forefront. And we need to know how to be people of hope when there are enemies and when there is wickedness. If we can keep hope in Christ, we will live victorious. Amen. Let's pray and we'll close our study tonight. Father, we come to you tonight. We're thankful, Lord, that we can just journey through your word together. Father, that we find your word is very practical and pertains right to our lives where we are at. Father, that not, not everything that we read is easy. Lord, it, it, the actions that we see in your word are, are not easy actions for us to take in these flesh natures that we live in. But Father, with your help and through the power of Christ and by the power of your spirit, we can live according to your word. Father, let us be people of hope. Let us be people that are in pursuit of you. And let us be people that are representatives of Christ. Hmm. That we can be alive with hope. That we can be help. We can be help in our world. Because of the hope that we have in you. Teach us, Lord. Teach us to grow closer to you and more like you every day on this journey. Father, And we are far, far from Christ's example. But every day, as we pursue, he draws us closer to him. So we pursue, and we pursue in hope. And we give you the praise and the glory and the honor. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.